This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLaren Vale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLaren Vale wine region. We're going to do our um, Vintage 2021 review. I'm James Hook. And I'm Jill Gordon-Smith. And good morning, James. Yeah, um, it's always perilous when you do a 2021 review. But when you do a seasonal review and you try and say this is the definitive, you know, definitive uh, take on the year... So, um, yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about premature reviewing yeah, these Yeah, and I, I want to give this proviso that we're recording this, um, uh, it's the 20th, 19th of March today. 19th of March. Yeah. Um, so this will come out you know, some sometime around the 21st, 22nd of March. Um, there will still be picking that still needs to occur after that. But I think there is enough of the, the you know, we are well into the last... 20% now, so you can you can start to make a call on the year. Okay, so 80% of the region's been picked? Yeah, I think when people are listening to this, it'll be about 80%. And on and I checked the weather that forecast for next week this morning, and they've downgraded the chances of rain. Okay. Which means that there's... Um, which means there's more chance of what we're saying being actually accurate next week. Absolutely, and things we're waiting for will be coming in next week yeah. instead of the week after. So what's on the horizon? You sent me through a really great graph. Could you explain Yeah, um, and, and we'll that obviously graph? talking on a talking on on a podcast about a graph is not the easiest thing, but I'll make sure that's included in like the crop watch summaries and in the next few issues. But what it is, it's a graph comparing the average minimum and average maximum temperatures for the month versus what we actually had this year. And what it shows is that we had a, a very warm November, but every month since then has been much milder than would normally have um, been the case. So we had a very, very quick flowering period, but since then the development of grapes has actually been governed by a cooler temperature and cooler conditions. And that's been really interesting because I've noticed in the grapes that I've tasted, we seem to be getting uh, phenolic ripeness at lower sugar levels. And, and the obvious answer is we, have, we haven't had extreme heat waves. Yeah, it's been beautiful, um, cool nights. Yeah. We've had a couple of yeah. heat spikes, that's it, compared to uh, 19. Oh, I, I think we will look back one day and go... <laughs> Well, we podcasted through 2019 and 2020 vintages, and weren't they, weren't they dogs? You know? <laughs> interest, very interesting vintages. So, what's on the horizon? I, well, I, I believe, and I'm, I'm pretty feeling comfortable because next week it doesn't look like there's going to be a big rain event, which will allow us to get quite a fair way through that remaining um, remaining 20% of fruit that's out there. And I think that by, if we can have one more week like that, so I'm looking another week, a fortnight ahead now, if we can go through that with fairly dry, mild conditions, we'll look back on this year and say this was um, an exemplary year and one, one, of, one of the best, yeah. And that's always really interesting because we were talking a bit earlier about, you know, sometimes you'll call a vintage and then totally different when it starts being looked at by the reviewers or when you actually observe it in detail. I'm thinking about 2011. Yeah, well, how, how I mean, 2011 is, a, is, is an example of um, there was a percentage of fruit picked before it ever rained in 2011. Um, I, I myself, 
had picked picked grapes after three days of rain, and then I, then I was able to pull it, pull my own stuff in. Yeah, it rained for another, um, it rained for another fortnight after that kind of thing. But like my own personal stuff, the fruit wasn't affected by the rain. Um, but I had to live with the stigma of 2011 because who bothers to try and you know differentiate your one from the mass. And in fact, they don't they say Western Australia in 2011 was one of the vintages of the decade? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's one of the hardest things, isn't it? Because we, you're preempting what those wines are going to be like because, you know, good viticulturists and good winemakers, given a bit of luck, are going to pull in some really good wines, even in not so good vintages. Well, they, they will. It's just mm. that the average standard um, of a 2011 versus the average standard of a 2021. Look, looks very different and, and, and on average 2021 will be much better yeah. Yeah. Un- uncompromised by disease uncompromised by rain yeah, yeah. beautiful flavours elegance around, around the world ha- are we a bit unique that we call vintages when they when they happen and say 2021 a great vintage like ha- I don't know I mean it always interests me like something like the Bordeaux on Premier when that, but they'll always get the critics in to have a look at those wines before they'll call it. But they do sell in advance. But yeah. it's usually on the after they've had an initial look, then they'll have the, the critics come in and do the on-premier tasting and then they'll decide on the pricing of the vintage. When they do on-premier tastings, are they going in with a, like an assessment of the weather? Or is well, it, I would hope so. Yeah. Was it straight sensory or, or people? Pre- I think both because yeah. it's it's such you know big bucks. Yeah. But it's an interesting way of selling wine. But I think in Australia it, it is interesting that we just tend to call so early. And as you said, we've got another two weeks to go. And by the time those wines are um, ready to be released, should we call it then when those wines are released? I guess with an on premiere event, they they are doing that at a set age. Yeah. The, the thing is, with when on release, well someone may make a fairly fresh forward style and they might have 2021 Grenache out within a year maybe. And that, that's, so that's something to really think about at the yeah. moment because there's so many different styles. Yeah. So you know some of the uh, sort of bigger styles or more traditional styles will be released much later. So there's a lot of people as you said making Grenache for early, early release as well. So there is a lot of difference in styling these days. So yeah, interesting um, about how we should call it. But going back to this graph, so yeah, yeah. back to the temperature yeah, graph. Back to yeah. the temperature graph. So you said days have been warm rather than hot. Yeah. So we've had really yeah. beautiful cool nights because yeah. we've all been sleeping so yeah. well, um, and an elongated ripening period. So yeah. So what it it is is it is as if our region has been transported. Probably uh, probably the best way I'd say is as if our region has been transported. 150, 200 metres in the air. Think of it that way. We've actually we've gone, lifted. gone, we've lifted up because we're getting still the same amount of sunshine we would normally get. Um, so it's not like we've been moved south where the day yeah. length would be different. But we are getting, um, at, on average, I think it's about two degrees cooler at night and about two degrees, one and a half degrees cooler in the day than what it would have been through February, uh, January, February, and March. So yeah, it is almost as if like we've been put up the top of a mountain, a magical mountain in McLaren Vale that's a lot higher. So we we are getting a crisper style of wine from this this year. Yeah, yeah it's a fresher, yeah. crunchier, yeah. crisper. So 
And what's that due to, James? Well, it's actually it's Lamina yep. that did it. Um, because we've had two seasons in the 2019 and 2020 season where the inland of Australia, the central Australia, came extremely hot and we were under the influence of high-pressure systems. Whereas this year, um, because of La Nina, they've had a very wet season through um, the centre of Australia and then through the north of Australia. And, and it hasn't really rained here. No, because I've been watching yeah. on, on, the, on the weather how that is just, even this week, massive rains coming yeah, in. massive in rains in Australia. central Australia and on the, on the eastern seaboard. It hasn't rained here, but that has had the effect of cooling the um, continental landmass down, which we've ridden on the coattail of yeah so it's it's a lanina it's been a lanina without being wet yeah so you know i mean i suppose that's the only thing these days is expect the unexpected and it's um i did, i wasn't that surprised because we because because lanina is an east coast phenomenon in australia um because it's governed by the uh, um, pacific ocean temperatures and we're in a in an area where um Predominantly, our weather systems are influenced by the Indian Ocean and by um, how high the high pressures and low pressures go in terms of how north and south. Um, so I wasn't too surprised, like, to not have a particularly wet season, even though it had been um, expected. Um, and uh, because there's been other like. They, they call they call 2010 2011 the double dip La Nina. It was two La Ninas in a row, and 2010 in McLaren Vale was not a tricky year at all. Um, it, it wasn't really that wet. Um, 2011, yes, but yeah. So it's not unheard of to have this diagnosed, but then not not occur. Yeah. Okay, so uh, um, you've been out and about in all the vineyards picking lots of grapes. Quality, what have you seen? Well, quality is excellent, and, and the other important thing is tonnage is good. Too. Yeah, so um, definitely yeah. up from last year. So I'll, I'll make a call and say that our um, total tonnages will have a five at the start of it, so we'll okay. be above 50,000. Wow. Which, which in recent years, that's going to be, I'd have to go back and check, but that's, yeah, that's the highest for several, several years. Yeah, I'd have to go back and have a look. So overall, using that crystal ball, that can shatter occasionally. Um, we're expecting good quality, good tonnage, yeah, and a pretty yeah. good vintage for the region, yeah. a magic year for the yeah. region. Yeah, and and again, like every week, give me two more weeks without rain, and the people who grow Montepulciano, which we're waiting for yeah, now, the yeah. people who grow that and grow some of the alternative varieties that that require that extra um, day length and, and heat summation to get ripe, they're going to be pulled off too. Yeah, because yeah, there's nothing worse than saying, oh, it's a cracking year for. Shiraz at Wollonga and then someone comes up to you and says well but my Montepulciano at Clarendon was was awful you know and you go well yeah well, okay yeah sorry yeah and, it, and it's yeah that that's um definitely true so anything else you think we should talk about uh well why don't we try and look at 2022 oh my gosh right go for it James so they were talking about a double dip Lanina so yep. being like 2010 2011 but they're now the Bureau of Meteorology and the and the, the people who are weather junkies are saying no, it doesn't look. It looks like the Pacific temperature is going to change, so it's going to go back to being a neutral year. 
Now, okay, so a neutral year. So what's a neutral? Well, let, let's say that would be a little bit warmer than what it's been because we're not going to get all that huge cooling event on on the eastern seaboard and through central Australia. Um, so, and jumping back a step, obviously, I think everyone listening to this is going to know how vines are biennial and that the what the the crop for twenty twenty two is going to have been set during 20 spring of 2021 so in this spring that has just finished the weather was warm and quite sunny for parts of it so i would say you should in theory have pretty good fruitfulness however that's going to be here we go the however because that's going to be counteracted because vines have had a bigger load than uh, they have in the last few years, which is where that biennial bearing will come in. So I think they'll probably counteract each other out. So rather than being a bumper year, because we had a nice spring, I think the vines having a bit of load on them will affect the um, potential crop for next year. But then I'm going to give another little plus up because of how nice the weather's been. So it's been mild, so vines haven't had premature defoliation. There's been less salt-affected vines because we've been lucky that the, the, the soil hasn't been as um, uh, critically dry. Yeah, so less less salt, less of a salt problem. So I'm going like two pluses up and one plus down, okay. which makes me think it'll be slightly above average crop again. And um, after that it will become a lot on how wet win this winter coming is. If we have conditions where there's surface water between Wollonga and McLaren Vale, like in little ponds of water there, then I'm going to say we're going to have a, an up year. I think if there's none of that happening, um, then we're back down to average again. So, I, and it remind me of me saying that. I will remind you of that. I've written that down. Because... 20 years of experience, so so knowledgeable. No, um, in my limited amount of experience, I've noticed that if you're getting ponding and, and really wet conditions and, and cr the creeks run properly, shout out to Ian Adam from Dabblebrook because I talked to him about this last winter because okay. his creek was absolutely roaring at, and he's at, between Wollonga and Selix this last year gone. So if you're seeing those kind of conditions, that's that's a very strong indicator that all the soil is going to be wet. And then that, yeah, so going. we'll be uh, calling on you, Ian Adam, to keep yeah, an eye on your creeks. Creek, yeah. The one at Wirriwira is great too, that 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 creek, because that roars through there every wet season, but a lot of the time it's, there's never any water in it. Yeah. So for all of you who have finished, fantastic. Those who are still going. Yeah. Yep, can, um, Good luck. It looks like we've got some good weather coming up, according to James's uh, knowledgeable crystal yeah. ball. Well, the, the, the thing I read on my phone this morning when I was driving here said it was said the rain's been downgraded. So. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, look forward to seeing some of the results in the bottle and in the glass. Yeah, fingers crossed that, that you know, that this, what we're saying will become come to fruition. Yeah. That people so, will think this is 2020 hours the next exceptional year. year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look forward to tasting the results of all that hard work. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, James. Thanks, everyone.
This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLarenvale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLarenvale wine region.